Welcome back, everyone, to the Frustrated Fans. The frustrated Fans, where we're venting frustrations, one Ninja Turtles knockoff at a time. I'm Jeremy. I'm Pete. And today, as uh, you might have expected from our preview last time and also from my introduction, we're going to be talking about stuff that's knockoffs or just happen just happens to be similar to uh, our favorite group of anthropomorphic reptile ninjas. When you say it like that, it sounds stupid. <laughs> oh, God, did I just quote Bay Turtles? What is wrong with me? Uh, well, to be fair, that was actually not a bad line. No, no, it wasn't. No, that was actually a good line. <laughs> but that brings us to... Uh, we've been over this more than once, you know, a whole freaking month of episodes based on Turtles. Yep. We can't but get I away was... from them. <laughs> no, but so we just decided, let's nip this in the bud and address not only this, uh, Turtles, but each and every copycat. Okay, not everyone. Yeah. This... But that seemed to pop up in results. So we're pulling this ep- entire episode from TV Tropes. Folks, yep. And they're trope- what they call Secret Mutant Hero Team. Yep. Thank you, TV Tropes, for wasting God knows how many hours of my time. <laughs> TV Trope, it's it, it's like the new IMDb. <laughs> so, obviously, w- there are sp- certain specific rules here. Obviously, uh, first, to qu- meet the qualifications of Secret Her- Mutant Hero Team, they can't be uh, part of the normal population. Yep. They have to be uh, different in some meaningful way. <laughs> they have to be a heroes. Yep. To a degree, and yeah, they have to work as a group. Yep. So we're so we're not counting SWAT cats because even though we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. And there's a couple. I think there's like a couple other exceptions that are on the boundary. Yeah. yeah. Like transformers. Yeah, we need to talk Which, about that. Which, Transformers, if I remember, came before Ninja Turtles. Right? Well, if we really want to argue this, you can go all the way back to the original X-Men, start off this way. This is true. Just with no pet human to introduce them to the major world. This is true. So, but, our Genesis point is still the Ninja Turtles here, but we'll... Bounce back and forth here. So, let's just run down the line of Western animation. We'll come back to comics and uh, other material in just a moment. Yeah. So, I think the 90s was, like, the big decade for these things. I would say mid-80s to 90s. Yeah. Once Ninja Turtles hit it big, then the 90s was, like, all of a sudden just, here's one, here's one, here's one, here's one, here's one, here's one, here's one. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. So... TV Tropes lists the first one after, obviously, Ninja Turtles, as Transformers. Mm, this is debatable. Yeah, this one's borderline. I, I mean, they do have, you know, like... They're aliens, that's the thing. They're not... Yeah. So. Granted, so were the biker mice from Mars. Which we'll get to. Yeah, Yeah. so they're, they are different. I mean, it's... I'd say it's borderline. I mean, they do list off the other two, uh, like, two more... Um. Transformers, right. and they say also they never really hid from anyone, which is also kind of funny. In the original, in yes. the original, which is funny because they were the robots in disguise. What were they in disguise from? <laughs> right. I mean, the whole world from the end of the pilot knew who the Autobots were, and Decepticons as well. Yeah. So yeah, 
and Transformers animated, it's more in line with this trope, uh, but they still don't hide. Yeah. And the Decepticons what? don't really hide was, either. Was there ever one where they hid? Transformers Prime. This is the cartoon that was based off the War and Fall of Cybertron games mm-hmm. line, and the subsequent EU novels that came of it. Yeah, there are EU. There is Transformers EU. But Transformers Prime played this straight. The Decepticons were known by the about the world's governments, but they tried to keep a low profile because, as while they had certainly superior technology, they didn't have all that many numbers, and the Autobots were still a thing. Mm. As far as Autobots were concerned, they were working with the United States government in with their own uh, decommissioned nuclear silo base. But same thing. If aside from the pet humans, they didn't want the general rule to know uh, know about them at large hmm. because they're basically afraid what would happen. Either people would try to take advantage of their technology, or you know, humankind would want to destroy them. Okay. So that series did play it straight, yeah, so for the most part, until the third season when, uh, for various plot reasons, the Decepticons pretty much build a city right in the middle of Nevada that's kind of as frickin' visible. <laughs> but it, even then, it's still destroyed at the end of the, end of the third season pilot, and then uh, we go back to status quo. Yeah. That's sort of buried from show to show. With the show, which, with the show, the Transformer shows we can confirm do not line up with the trope are Beast Wars and Beast Machines. Even though Beast Wars had the early humans, they don't count. And we're not counting the terrible anime Transformers, yeah, which I can't. Even, yeah, I, I said it, Transformers fans. <laughs> well, I I will throw that in. Armada sucked. Um, <laughs> I never watched the two sequel shows because. Armada sucked, so why would I bother to watch with stuff watch stuff that was sequel shows to something that sucked? I managed to catch one episode that was when Unicron was doing his Unicron thing and the two factions were aligned. I'm like, okay, I'll watch this out. But that was about it. Yeah. I I'd, I'd, I'd like to say the only good thing that came out of Transformers Armada was one, I thought the remix of the Transformers theme for it was good and the PlayStation 2 game based off of it was Actually, like the first decent Transformers game ever. So until so, War and Fall of Cybertron. Yeah, which, like I said, mm. PS2. So it came out way before those two games. So oh yeah, yeah, it was that was the best thing. It's funny, terrible show produced a decent video game, which was also notable because for some reason that game, whenever you got knocked down, you ragdolled. <laughs> so the mid nineties liked that though. So yep. Yeah, Mid two thousands, right? Yep. Which was hilarious when you got knocked off a cliff or something. Is just Optimus would just roll like head over heels and like dummy around down an entire <laughs> cliff. You wouldn't be dead either, so you'd have to sit there and wait because you can't cancel the animation. So it was just kind of funny to watch Optimus like ass over tea kettle all the way down a cliff. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So the next one in the in the list here is gargoyles and. Uh, okay, I would say it meets the qualifications. They're different from the regular humanity. They have to hide. They are heroes, and there's a group of them. Yep, and fine. also, and this one provided a reason a reason for them hiding because of the introduction pilot, which showed that when they were known, a lot of people feared them, and bad things happened with that. And then very bad. They did eventually start getting revealed, and you know, besides Elisa, you know, a few more people started to learn about them. Like her, and then the terrible third season made them public. Well, the end of the second season did. 
Oh, it, fair enough. In the final three-parter, it, that was what made them public. The third season just dealt with it. Ah, God. Which, with, Still a bad season. Yeah, which, well, the first episode of season three did a good job with it because that was the last one that Greg Wiseman worked on. Gotcha. But, yeah. I'm, I'm fine with it. Which, I, and then, like I said, that I... I kind of like that episode too because it was the only one to deal with Macbeth kind of being a partial ally because he said that like there's no reason to fear them is there people just like us and so they had him in like a short news interview so I thought that was good and then there's one of the most blatant copies <sighs> and I am I never watched the show I never cared for it street sharks so yeah so I I try I honestly was like, okay, I'm going to watch an episode of this for the podcast. And so yesterday, I um, just pulled up on YouTube and just typed in Street Sharks, which, by the way, there's 40 episodes of this show. Oh, Christ. And I could not get past the theme song. (laughs) I literally was like, I I paused it after like 20 seconds. Like, I can't take this. The, the, The theme song is horrible. Also, the name for every single episode in this show has shark in the title of it. Naturally. So you have – hang on. Let me uh, pull up the list here. You've got shark bait, shark bite, shark storm, shark quest, loan shark, shark and roll. Fresh okay, I get it. It's, they even have road sharks, which I wonder if that came out around the same time as road rovers. So, yeah, the, screw this show. Screw it in here. And, yeah. And not only making it, it's an obvious blatant copy, and I'm reading from, again, TV Tropes here. They only do have a a, a catchphrase of Mary Cowabunga. I'm not going to repeat it because it's stupid. Sure. And B, they have a favorite food that they are obsessed with. Gosh, where have I heard this before? And apparently, the creators of this show created another show called Extreme Dinosaurs, <sighs> which just looks like Street Sharks, but with dinosaurs. <sighs> you remember how on Eat the Cat, the sub-show, whatever it was called, something to do with dinosaurs, was actually pretty entertaining? Yeah, you can forget about that. Yeah. So... That was because don't forget dinosaurs are a thing because the Power Rangers already was out for this point. Oh yeah, and extreme because nineties. Right, right. Well, we'll take a break before we continue down the list here. So, and not satisfied with just animals, we'll go back to humans with the next one. And the only reason I even know anything about this show is that it came on after Beast Wars. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. That is Mummies Alive. Yep, which I actually remember watching it back in the day. I actually liked this show. I don't know if I'd watch it now. I, don't, I haven't tried watching it since I was a lot younger. Um, wow, 42 episodes. Um, None of, no, Street Sharks or this don't hit the Magic 65 for syndication. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Which, like I said, I actually kind of liked this show back in the day, um, which, honestly, this was kind of like a combination of Gargoyles and Power Rangers. Pretty much. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. So, uh, you know, it's basically mummies, these mummies come back to life. They were the Pharaoh's guards back in the day, and now they're protecting this kid who is apparently like a long descendant of the Pharaoh. So, dumb question, was this came out before or after the... 
um, the Mummy movies in the late 90s? Uh, that is a good question. Um, I am checking that right now. Nine, 97, so before. Huh. I think. Wait, damned. when did the Mummy... Check out when the first... 99. That was like late 90s. So, yep, okay. it did come out before the Mummy. So, oh, I wanted to call it a yeah, so, rip-off. Oh, they had uh, Scott McNeil as one of the voice actors. Oh! Well, he's, he's in everything. Ron Wasserman composed the theme music. That explains a lot. Yeah. Huh. I remember actually liking the theme, too. So, Wait, Ivan okay. Reitman was an executive producer on this show? Who? Ivan Reitman. Who worked on the Ghostbusters. Blanking. Okay. <laughs> I'm blanking, he directed sorry. Ghostbusters. <laughs> All right. Point is, he directed and produced Ghostbusters. I remember watching an episode or two of it, like because it was conveniently on after East Beast Wars. But eh, I thought it was just pretty stock at the time. Oh. That just leaves the next one, which Biker Mice from Mars is still going. But we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, Biker Mice from Mars, yeah, pretty obvious, blatant copy. Um, yeah. They're not mutants, they're aliens. Okay, fine. And another alien wrecked their home planet, so they come to Earth, because you do it, and the said alien follows them to wreck Earth, because you do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this actually ran for three seasons, then had a revival in 2006. I remember, they released a, a long-running iOS game. They even released a PS2 game, if I remember right, yeah. based off of the uh, reboot, or re- relaunch, whatever it was. Yeah, Biker Mice from Mars, 2006... Is, I am curious. Yeah, it, instead of a full-blown reboot, it was a sequel series. It picks up years later. Huh. Interesting. So, yeah, this wasn't this wasn't bad. Um, I remember watching it a few here and there when it was on, but, I mean, it didn't... I mean, it wasn't as all-consuming as Turtles was at the time. Yeah. Entirely. Um, but that's not to say it doesn't have its own weaknesses when you name your bad guy, Mr. Limburger. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And yes, uh, it did get a PS2 game and a DS game, apparently. Both of which came out here June 5th, 2007. Right, and then the iOS game that's been is running currently. Huh. So go figure. I, I know because I, it's they promote themselves a lot on Twitter. Ah. So. Moving on. Not bad. And then there's uh, Toxic Crusaders, which which I never saw. I, I never saw a Toxic Adventure. I remember. I remember Toxic Crusaders because I remember like the there was like a toy line and everything. There's everything. Naturally, all of these one, had toy lines. Um, you take a almost NC seventeen movie <laughs> for gore and violence, and you make a kids' property out of it. You know, like RoboCop. <laughs> God. <laughs> Why do they do that? I don't get it. It was the 80s and 90s. I don't know. Well, and especially, like, Terminator got toys, but never had any, like, PG or G-rated spin-offs or anything. It was just the two no. R-rated movies. Neither did Aliens, for the record. But you better damn well believe that got toys. That got... And all of these, of course, got video games. Yeah. Because, you know, that... Yeah. Whatever. I, I don't get Especially, and that was during the time when mo- almost all video games were targeted towards kids. Yeah. So, yeah. I can't okay. remember if I ever watched Toxic Crusaders. It maybe I think I might have caught, like, pieces of it back in the day. The only reason I even knew about it as a kid is that it came up in uh, a kid's version of Trivial Pursuit I owned. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. 
All right. So either they paid the Borgin company to be put in that. I don't know why. Right, got- uh, then here comes one. Next one in our line here is one I've never heard of even before today. Dino Saucers, which apparently had 65 episodes. So that's a thing. Yeah. I, what the hell? The Dino Saucers also have an underused power called Dino Evolving. Is that like Digivolving? Uh, when did this Pokemon come out? We're going to have to uh, figure this out. Jesus. Oh, I'll look up 80s. Dino Saucers. You look up Pokemon. It says this was the 80s. So. Oh. I think. Okay, well, at least that's what Team Mizzet just says. The dinosaurs have also recruited a bunch of Earth kids called the Secret Scouts to help them in their fight. This was in the 80s cartoon. Yeah, why? It was the 80s. 80s. Yeah. <laughs> this is the same year Turtles came out. I'm, you know, maybe there's some sort of like alternate universe where this was popular and Turtles failed. I don't want to live in that universe. I don't know why, but... Okay, so that's the thing. I may have to look that up later. Now I'm, I'm genuinely curious. And that just leads us to the cartoon that killed the Disney afternoon block. <laughs> the Mighty Ducks, which I have to... How did this get two seasons? I, I don't know. Wait, this got two seasons? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, wow. And then, so, uh, I, I just... I have I love the quote they have for this on TV tropes, which is, <laughs> see if you can keep up with this string of complete illogical nonsense. In 1992, Disney released a slobs versus snobs comedy about a peewee hockey league called the Mighty Ducks, in which a group of ragtag kids came together in the guide of Emilio Estevez. Then in 1993, Disney founded an actual professional hockey team. They also named the Mighty Ducks, which, by the way, that team is still around. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, then, and this is where any kind of logic breaks down, they made an animated series in 96 <laughs> called The Mighty Ducks, and despite the fact that they were still making live-action movies, the animated series was about a group of hockey-playing, crime-fighting, anthropomorphic ducks that were led by a duck named Wildwing Flashblade. Wildwing effing Flashblade. And for bonus points, he was voiced by Ian Ziering. <laughs> Which I remember, so I remember when the previews for this would show up, all it showed was the Mighty Ducks animated series coming soon and stuff like that. It didn't show any, at least from the previews I saw, they didn't show any footage from the show. So I thought this was going to be an animated spinoff of the movies. I was dead freaking wrong when this came out. Oh, yes, you were. (laughs) Holy crap, was I wrong. I remember, I'm like... Hey, cool, it's going to be an animated series. You know, I'm older now, but why not? I'll check it out. And I turned it on. I was like, what the crap is this? What am I watching? I was like, what? So I I do remember watching this back in the day, at least some of this. I think I was more just, like, completely baffled. Maybe I was just stunned every time it was on TV, and I couldn't bring myself to change the channel because, you know, I lost all control of my physical abilities. But I... I don't know. I this show probably sucked, but I, yeah, I'm pretty sure I know I watched it back in the day. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, to top this all off, not only do they have Brad Garrett on the show voicing the uh, general giant of the crew, they had Tim Curry as the villain leader, and his advisor was Tony J. Wow. So, so yeah, they had good. They had if you ever want to hear Tim Curry talk about anthropomorphic ducks? That's a thing. <laughs> yep. So yeah, it's a group of anthropomorphic ducks who use hockey-based weaponry. They fire explosive pucks, by the way, 
and mm-hmm. other stuff, and they play hockey. They come to Earth while fighting a group of dinosaurs that also breathe fire and stuff, or dragons, or whatever the hell they are. And, uh, yeah, then they for, actually do play hockey in their, I guess, secret identities? I don't know. Really that secret. And they have a manager who's voiced by James Belushi. Of course. Yep. So. And to top this all off, uh, their public identity, not only are they noted aliens from the first episode on, mm-hmm. the NHL only allows them to join but to function as a regular hockey team. And their arena is their base with underground vehicle storage and weapons. Yep. And, of course, the leader wears a golden hockey mask. No, it's not just golden. It's magic. First episode. Yep. Yeah, I watched a little of the series. Yeah. And kind of that thing you can't I remember play. it worked kind of like a scouter and stuff, too. And you, you now, the only, only reason I like coming back to this, and I think I may have told you this, was there was a beautifully done uh, mobster parody, uh, monster movie parody episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, Huck Fiction. <laughs> right. And in the episode, two characters about as meta as you can get start arguing about a cartoon they've both seen about an anthropomorphic bear, and they argue back and forth whether it's physically possible. <laughs> I just remember cracking the hell up at this. <laughs> I don't know why, but it made me laugh like a loon then, and I went back to it recently, and I started giggling again. Because I, I, it's just, how how many layers can you get here? I, I just like the fact that some of the names are duck puns or jokes, and some of them aren't. There's Grin... Duke L'Orange, yes, he's a one-eyed swordsman who has a French name. Wildwing, Nosedive, Valerie, and Tanya. Two of these oh. things are not like the other. All right. So, we need to take a break yeah. and then reset for the next one. <laughs> Moving on, um... There was a brief parody mentioned in Tiny Toons, which is, I remember the uh, immature radioactive samurai slugs. <laughs> they were funny. Um, it's only kind of mentioned off off panel kind of thing. Yeah, They're and then <laughs> GoBots, which is more of just oh, they're still a thing. GoBots. Not really. Not really. Was GoBots you a know, ripoff of Transformers? Or? Oh no, no, it came first before Transformers, oh, as oh. the few fans of this franchise will remind you. Oh. And then Hasbro brought them out and made them the kitty line of the Transformers. And their leader was named Leader One. Yeah, that rolls off the tongue, just like Optimus Prime. Yep. So, Um, They weren't even crying. (laughs) Darkstalkers? What the heck is this? So, Darkstalkers is based off a fighting game franchise. Um, Neat. What? Did it do as well as the Street Fighter cartoon? I don't know. Um, I do remember watching this back in the day, because I had played the Darkstalkers game, so Capcom also made this, it was, used the Street Fighter engine, if I remember right. Um, it was basically Street Fighter, but with, like, horror monster characters. So you had, yeah. like, but they couldn't get the rights to any of, like, the actual, you know, like, Dracula or anything like that, so this kind of made them up. So you have, like, the right. giant mummy, you have basically what's Dracula, but his name is Dimitri, 
You have uh-huh. Succubus Morgan, who has gone on to star, show up in many, many Capcom games. Like, uh, Oh, I think I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, she's the one where everyone jokes about the fact that in Capcom vs. SNK2, they took the time to redo a couple of the sprites for, for like Ryu and Ken, and they did all the original sprites for the SNK characters, but they threw Morrigan in there with her original Darkstalker sprite, used oh, to, which has like the washed-out colors and everything, and she looks completely at odds with every other character in the game, and is half-broken okay. because she has less animation. All right. Then moving on, since uh, trolls were a thing back in the early 90s, and apparently they're getting their own movie in the modern era. Great. Uh, oh, my yeah, God. Troll dolls. About those that. little naked dolls with floofy hair. And to market the boys, they made a cartoon that fits this trope out of it. I remember trolls. Stone protectors. I don't remember any boy in any of my classes in any grade ever liking these things. Nope. I remember it on TV. We kind of laughed at it. We turned it off. Yep. I remember... Some of the girls had them on their desks and stuff like that, but I don't remember any boy liking these stupid things. Right. <sighs> I mean, moving on. Uh, Keep your here list, Adventures of Gummy Bears. Ah. I, I don't agree with that. Were they, was this, what, what the hell? Was this based off the, like, candy line? I think they used the name, but no, it had its complete own... Thing. It was a medieval story. Yeah, 94 episodes! Yeah, it was the very first cartoon of the Disney Afternoon set, and thus the first one removed. Wow. So, okay. yeah, it was really hard to catch as a kid, because it came on, like, almost right at 3 o'clock. So, when, by the time kids get out of school and get home, you're only pretty much to 3.30. So. Oh, okay. Uh, there's... Then there's the one I need. Road Rovers. <laughs> A one-season cartoon about anthropomorphic dogs who also happen to be presidential pets. Yep. Um, I like this. I really liked this I mean, show back in the day. It's cheesy fun. I mean, I liked it as a kid, but looking back on it, it's um. Some of it was. Don't get me wrong. G1 Turtles is corny, but this is even worse. <laughs> <laughs> this show had its moments, though, and uh, I'm sorry, the tanks bit still cracks me up. Oh god, that does crack me up. <laughs> that, too. that scene was great. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Not to mention the song that uh, <laughs> the, got banned. That got um. <laughs> oh god! Yeah, the, this show honestly, this show is fun to look back at, but uh, I don't know about overall quality, but it definitely had its moments. Uh, there is, there was a cameo from Pinky and the Brain at one point. <laughs> awesome. That uh, is WB. They can cross over. Yep. So, and, and um, like we said, there's they. So TV tropes list swap cats, but it has. It's an honorable mention. There's like a full on paragraph here of why it doesn't really count. <laughs> I would argue it's honorable mention. Yeah. Swap cats for those of you who have never seen the show, it's basically about two anthropomorphic cats living in a city of anthropomorphic cats who fly their own jet on their own terms. Former cops that were kicked off. The, Kicked off the force for something they didn't do. So, and it's your 18 joke here. That, um. Uh, pity the foo. That basically decided to take off the villains on their own terms, and they're actually better at or that wait, the cops are. Would it be I kitty the fool? If I could reach to the internet and slap you, I would. <laughs> uh. 
Yeah. yeah. There's what so the... I mean I remember watching it and it's I'm catching on catching it on YouTube before the great culling of all the copyright material. Except for Street Sharks, apparently, because just nobody gave a uh, crap enough to there was, it. That's like this, like the Super Mario Brothers movie, which yeah, no one's ever going to delete that because I don't think even Nintendo cares anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, it was either Bob Hoskins or um, Dennis Hopper said if they had one regret in their entire life, ah. it was doing that movie. I can't remember which one of them said it, or maybe both of them said it. Probably. Because they were asked, like, and which movie did you do that you hated the most? They're like, Super Mario Brothers. I mean, I think every good act- actor, like, even the, like, best Oscar-winning ones, they have that one movie that they stop caring, and they just do it for the fun of it. I can't Or remember. they're contractually obligated, like Jeremy Irons in the Dungeons & Dragons movie. Yeah, I can't remember who it was, and I can't remember which movie, but they were asked, like, w- did you actually like this movie you worked on? They said, well, I like the house it bought me. Uh, Christopher Lee, huh? actually. Christopher Lee. Oh, okay. To that. Someone asked him about, like, the dozen Dracula movies he did in, like, the 60s, and they bothered, do you ever bother you how bad they were, or you ever watch them? He's like, no, but I do know the house they bought. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I like when people are that candid. It's still... Pat, I've mentioned this before, but Patrick Stewart's outright admitted the only reason he did Wild Geese 2 was for repair to his house. <laughs> hey, a job is a job. This is true. You know? This is And considering how much they get paid for it, no. Oh, right. And then what? Crap! Kung Fu Dino Posse, a forty-episode, car- a cartoon it's- series that aired on Stars in two thousand nine. Stars had enough of a kid population watching it. Uh, it says is an is an homage to secret mutant hero teams before it. In modern times, a quirky science geek accidentally thaws out four anthropomorphic dinosaurs, whereupon they inflict inexplicable kung fu upon evil raptor villains. And their army of gen- generic... I thought it said genetic mutants. It's generic mutants. It's, Might as well be the same. Oh, the series is well aware of its own cliches and often leverages them for comic effect. Oh, okay, so it was kind of like an ironic show. Oh, that that's great, Google Image. Oh, don't bother, okay? I won't say what I saw. <laughs> I don't know if I want to know. This Google's... Uh, we're moving on. Okay, but Ugly Martians. Never saw it. I remember hearing of it. The Back name the definitely sounds familiar. Uh, I remember Rob Paulson's talked about this. He was a major lead in the show, and he was he's talked about it on his podcast, and he was genuinely confused uh, why this didn't work out. It, this is early CGI. This is, oh, wow. 2002 oh, and 2003. Wow. I do remember this. This is C- Beast Wars-level CGI, folks. In 2002. <laughs> um, and he said uh, he thought, thought the writing was good, oh, thought the... Comedy was good, the adventure was good, but it just, uh... Well, I think one... It, it, didn't, it didn't catch. Uh, well, I can come up with a couple ideas. One, it's ugly as sin. And two, it's called Butt Ugly Martians. And they have their own Game Boy Advance game, apparently. And PS2. Huh. Go figure. Ugh. So, yep. moving right along. Uh, I bet the PS2 here's game a show that, than the show. <laughs> here's a show that did really good on the video game front, but couldn't catch... Uh, couldn't catch uh, the animation front to save its life. Bucky O'Hare. Mm-hmm. I remember the arcade And that NES game was hard. I remember Good, but hard. I remember the arcade game, because I remember the um, movie theater that used to be nearby. They actually had the arcade game upstairs. Because they had it actually like a small arcade at that movie theater, and this was one of the games there. It also had the Simpsons arcade game, so, of course, everybody, nice. everybody went and played that instead. Right. 
Um, what? 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 I'm sorry, I'm just reading the next one. I'm not doing the parody one mentioned. Avenging Apes of Africa. What? Featured six African gorillas orphaned by an evil poacher who gains superpowers and human-like intelligence after being exposed to an ancient healing potion, growing up to become defenders of Africa's wildlife, Captain Planet, specifically seeking to defeat the poaching kingpin Harry B. Richbone. Yes, this existed. I wasn't going to do this for another few weeks, but seriously, turning all of humanity into apes? That was your master plan. And then we're, let's save that last cartoon. Yep, there's one more, but okay, we'll get we're going to save that one because yep. we're, we're going to swing back around to it. Yep. And we'll take our next break and then we'll talk about where this inspired comic books and video games. And we're back Ger- to comic. Doesn't geriatric gangrene jujitsu gerbils just roll right off the tongue? Oh, just about as much as preteen dirty gene kung fu kangaroos. I, I prefer mildly microwave prepubescent <laughs> kung fu gophers. <laughs> or adolescent radioactive black belt hamsters. A mildly microwave. That just oh. And then dinosaurs for hire. Oh, cold blood chameleon commandos. How about uh, no, Gorilla Groundhog? <laughs> Which apparently was played straight. Oh, naive interdimensional commando koalas. And then even Marvel Comics got in on it with two of them. There was a parody called Power Pachyderms. And uh, actually I've seen uh, reviews of this comic on Atop the Fourth Wall called Brute Force. Where a scientist, for no good reason, decides to outfit some animals with some uh, specialized... Uh, Cyborg armor that makes them have sentience and the smart intelligence of humans. <laughs> Wait, that sounds like Road Rovers. Oh, God. <laughs> so! I, I, when I saw Brute Force, I'm like, does this have anything to do with the video game that came out for the Xbox? And it says, not to be confused with the Xbox game with the same name. Okay. No. Um, yeah. So there was a lot, a lot of comic books tried to parody or even grab onto the... Uh, the the popularity of turtles. Yeah. It happened. Now, TV Trope says, originally, the X-Men started off this way, but... Okay, I'll give it honorable mention. Yeah. Go with that. Um, and they weren't exactly hidden. No. Which, though, uh, X-Men Evolution did keep them hidden for the first two seasons. As we've mentioned this. Yep. So, X-Men Evolution uh, gets an honorable mention, too. For the Western right. animation. There is arguably Sonic X, but... yeah. And we already talked about Sonic X. It sucks. Yes, people, it sucks. Yes, even the subtitle version, despite the fact that it uses live and learn. Just because the music is good doesn't mean the show is good. No, no. The four kids didn't use live and learn. Well, I meant the... The anime. I meant the subtitle version, like the original version. Yeah. Yeah. So So that just leaves us on video games. Yep. Because uh, there is a major inf- major game series that everyone, pretty much a lot of our generation played, never beaten. Um, Battletoads. Which, yes, the creators have flat out said this was Ninja Turtles, but more edgy and anti-establishment or something, which 
wasn't Ninja Turtles originally kind of like a joke off of like current then comics? Uh, specifically Daredevil. Yeah. Yeah. So this is it was a, a joke of a joke, which makes it just a bad joke. So yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. The original games are fun, even no, they're they're incredibly hard. Don't, don't give them it. These games sucked. I these games, I, yeah, I recently played these, because last year I picked up Rare Replay, which I've discovered that huh. most of Rare's games were freaking terrible. Which, yes, I was saying that even during their heyday, a lot of games from that company sucked ass, including every single Battletoads game. They came with two of them on there, the original NES one and the arcade game, both of which are not fun. I'd rather go back and play the Ninja Turtles arcade game or the NES games, because those were way better. Right. The first game is widely considered, if not the hardest ever made for the original NES. Especially if you're doing two-player, because unlike most Ransom City, River City Ransom-style games of move left to right, beat them up, you can hurt each other. Which, Ninja Turtles 3 was cool because they made this an option, and it's an option because what will happen is one of one of the two players will accidentally hit the other one to hurt them and then just degenerates and two of you beating the crap out of each other until one person's out of lives and then the other one dies anyway and you both go Oops. well and then let's uh and then there's the I'm going to talk about the comic and the cartoon pilot in a moment here which may be its own episode. Oh, I forgot about the cartoon pilot. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, now we have to. Oh, God, it sucked. It sucks so much. But, uh, yeah, that, let's talk about the villain here. Um, Dark Queen? Uh, yeah. Talk about your fetish fuel. <laughs> right? Hello, nurse. <laughs> oh, God. Hello, There's a, a woman with... <laughs> This is a woman with black hair and very skimpy leather for, you know, in a game marketed to children. Yeah. Did you ever fight her in the game? At the very end. If, assuming you can get that far. Also, I would like to point out there was a Battletoads and Double Dragon crossover game for the Super Nintendo and Genesis. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was. I never played that. I, uh, I wanted either. to. I always wanted to, honestly. But yeah, I never played it. Um, I don't. I think it was just a beat 'em up, like all the other ones. And I don't. Yeah, pretty much. I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember playing um, the Battletoads games when I was a kid, and I don't. I definitely don't remember playing the Double Dragon games when I was a kid. I remember the Double Dragon cartoon, but, <laughs> which had apparently nothing to do with the games. Until they made dra- uh, Double Dragon 5, which was based off the cartoon, which was based off the games, but had no- very little to actually do with them. So, Would you rather have it based off the movie? I never saw the movie. Yeah, I've seen, uh, the, re- I've seen the reviews for the movie. Um, right. So that, that means there leaves the comic book and the pi- animation pilot. We'll talk about the animation pilot in a moment. The comic book... Um, how do I put this? Comic book is, uh, was run with Nintendo Power, so it's one of those comics. It was a two-issue, over two issues. It implied that the Battletoads were initially, uh, three gamers who were, uh, jacked into the video game a la Matrix style, and playing it like that, and the programmer was this evil, greasy Snape guy, who basically, Snape-like guy, who basically said he got jealous of their somehow popularity and professional athlete status, so he 
made contact with the Dark Queen somehow, even though he programmed her. She says she, she their dimension's separate. Okay. Um, and they pretty much trap the three gamers in the game permanently. Yeah, because the fate anyone one of us would want. And uh, try and kill them there. Okay. <sighs> then there's the co- cartoon, which was made by the same group who did Sonic uh, Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Oh dear God. There's only a pilot. You can find it on YouTube if you pretty easily. Yeah. Want to punish yourself? Though I will point out there's a more tolerable way to watch it because um, the guys from uh, the guys from Retsu Prey watched it and riffed on it. So I would recommend checking out that version instead. So yeah, that one is um, the Battletoads are kids from Earth who get chosen at random by this severely inbred princess to be her royal guards who happen to be giant turtle uh not turtles frogs or toads whatever yeah whatever they are Oops, um, they suck. so yeah and uh yeah it has about the same level of plot awareness and continuity and logic yeah. that adventures of the sonic hedgehog had <laughs> Yeah, and honestly... Like I said, it may be its own episode one day. I'm not guaranteeing yeah. that. And so Rare still owns the rights to this, which means Microsoft owns the rights to this. Um, so like I said, Rare, there's Rare Replay, which was on the Xbox One last year. Uh, they also added, I think, I don't know which one. I think it's the one with the sunglasses, and I don't give a crap what his stupid name is. Um, he is a DLC character for Killer Instinct on the Xbox One. Complete, okay. and he is... Modeled in the game with the Killer Instinct visuals, and uh, yes, he does have like the giant fist attack and stuff like that. And uh, it's okay. It's Rash. I just looked up the character select screen. Okay. I have Killer Instinct. The the new one is not bad. If all you have is an Xbox One, you don't have that much choice on fighting games. <laughs> but I would not recommend it over. Uh, the other ones available for it, aka Blaze Blue and Mortal Kombat. But yeah, I mean, if you were a fan of Battletoads, if you for some reason still are, there you go. You can get the get the free version of the game and just pay for the character, which okay. is not bad. <laughs> so, moving on. Uh, this was kind of the thing from the much discussed on the internet Action Fifty Two. Oh yeah, the Cheetah Men. Mm-hmm. And Cheetah Men 2. And we see how far well that went. Yep. And Cheetah Men 2, Cheetah Harder. God. Uh, yeah, so that was it. For those of you who, who, you do, who don't know what Action 52 is, it was a poorly programmed uh, anthology game of allegedly 52 games. Uh, oh, and which don't even work. Aren't even functional. Yep. yep. And Cheetah Men 2, Cheetah Men 1 was on, the, on that game, and Cheetah Men 2 had been, was... And basically never paid it past early beta stage, but got published anyway. Well, it's... Well, not act, sorry, not officially released. Yeah. It got leaked. The prototype got out there, and there's repl- you can get replica cartridges of it. You can get the ROM of it. It's out there in some way, shape, or form. And if you want the original cartridge of either of these things, you don't want to pay the stupid amount that they cost, because oh, the action, it, it shows... Honestly, with video games, rarely is the fact that the game is just very, very good a factor in the price. Granted, with some games that are extremely expensive, like 
say, Panzer Dragoon Saga for the Sega Saturn are very, very good games, but it's mainly because they just had a low production run. Action 52 is a piece of garbage that just happened to have a very low production run, and so it's very expensive if you want the original cartridge of this thing. I believe they do make replica carts of it, though, which are significantly cheaper. So. Or you could just not bother uh, with it because it sucks, you know. Kind of like Battle Then there. Yeah, Paper Mario uh, parodied this in a wonderful example. Uh, the very first Paper Mario game on the N64 had the Ninja Cooper brothers, who were multicolored masked Koopa troopas uh, who spoke in 90s surfer slang. <laughs> and they were the first major boss of the game, and yeah, it's fun. That just leaves the last one we said we'd come around to, because when we were doing research for this episode, we were like, what are we, what? What, what? (laughs) This was our reaction. This this is a thing. This is a real thing, everyone. It is called The Adventures of T-Rex. Or in the original Japanese run, because this was a Japanese thing first. Yep, because this was a joint effort between America and Japan for an animated series. (sighs) Featuring, I'm reading this off TV trips, featuring five T-Rex brothers with superpowers, matching colored armors, a Rexmobile, but this was only their secret identity they accessed by touching a crystal. Usually they were part of a vaudeville act in a club that was part of a very film noir-like setting in a world where everyone was some kind of human-like dinosaur or reptile. So this was a comical cartoon with anthro-dinosaur comedians that were secretly superheroes pitted against dinosaur gangster and dinosaur mob bosses. So, you Ow, might, you, my brain broke. You might be thinking, you're making this up. This can't possibly oh, no. be real. Nope, this is oh. real. This exists. This is and the thing. And we're going to review an episode or two eventually. We're going to do a standalone episode on this because, <laughs> hell yes we are, because we... <laughs> Just looking at, first of all, every episode has been uploaded on YouTube. No, we have not watched it yet. However, we have watched the opening to this show. Uh, Yeah, we were kind of baffled at it, too. Yep, which I like the fact that the person who uploaded the, um, a playlist of every single episode of the show, which, how many episodes? There were 52 episodes, by the way. They included the intro as a separate video in between every single thing. Uh, yeah, this show... That takes, that takes, a, that takes a dedication. Yeah, this is a thing. All the, like I said, all the episodes are up on YouTube. Uh, this, is, this was in the 90s. We are going to cover this in its own standalone just because of how ridiculous and stupid and kind of funny it looks. <laughs> because oh. we found a hidden gem here, folks. I don't know. Gem is a strong word. We found a hidden golden turd, thing. folks. I would say hidden thing. We found something judgment. buried in the litter box. <laughs> oh my! Oh, I love TV tropes here. The adventure of T Rex takes us to ninja pirate zombie robot levels. <laughs> yeah, that's about accurate. It's pretty much ninja <laughs> pirate zombie robots. <laughs> oh my god. So it, it, yeah. Uh What did I just read? Oh, <laughs> uh, so next we have October finally. Yay! And uh yeah, we're going to keep to tradition. We are going to do uh campy 
Halloween movies, because why the hell not? Yep, and we got two lined up this time. What's first? Uh, you know what? Let's go with uh, let's go with the more modern one first. The comedy Shaun of the Dead. Okay. Which I have been rewatching the last couple of days, and cut the, I forgot how funny this movie was. <laughs> how good this movie was. Funny, yes, but it can have some truly terrifying moments too. Yeah. We'll cover that. Yep. And then the second mo- uh, of October, assuming there are unforeseen delays, because hey, it's us guys. Yep. We are what we are. Uh, it's it's one of my 2016 guys, essentially. <laughs> it's uh, one of my one of my favorite movies. I admit, just to sit down and to for watch for a moment, is Killer Clowns from Outer Space, which I have not seen before. So oh, this is going to be fun. Yep. So this is going to be yet another. This is a cult classic that Jeremy has never seen. So we will get my uh, and it, I will be typing up my initial reactions to this movie. I'm hoping it'll be fun. <laughs> so we'll see you next time. Take folks. care, everyone.